1: Oh, good morning. Good
2: morning.
1: It is a frigid morning here in Santa Fe, let me tell you. It has been kind of icy, and I am, I just want to say that I am drinking a warm beverage and I am very bundled up. That's all I want to say.
2: I am drinking a cold beverage and I am wearing shorts. So, if that's giving you <laughs> any indication, although get... I,
1: however, very toasty. <laughs> and it's the
2: same temperature outside and inside. That's actually. <laughs> so,
1: No, I have the heaters on, so it's like it's a it's like a seventy-two in here. Okay, so like it's like it just it like barely hit forty at ten a.m. just now. It was like freezing overnight and has been for the last several days. It's supposed to be very windy today too, so that's not forty. You know, that's like (laughs) fifteen.
2: We've had a couple weeks of cold weather. Actually, we had a couple weeks of like into the fifties and even the forties, but now it seems to be finally at its end microphone anyway so
1: that's weather chat Uh, that's our david lynch homage (laughs) that we have to do because actually talking about the weather i think is not just small talk anymore
2: correct yes i i don't think
1: that you and i were supposed to have such wild variations in our temperature even if you aren't in florida yes (laughs) exactly
2: and i think that um it also just keeps reminding me of how i'm one day going to be like a climate refugee well even um, before the fact probably (laughs) ideally um i leave before then but uh yeah it's 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 making me think about how um i don't know i mean i think about miami flooding all the time that's like happening in five years it's not even like a tomorrow kind of thing um yeah but hey no one has to live in a a climate denier zone forever (laughs) so i believe in you yes yes (laughs) and the powers of uh, moving trucks and real estate. Uh, So we've been tracking a story for a while, and um, I'd just like to go ahead and get in at the top, since this is uh, uh, kind of maybe one of the first things we ever talked about that wasn't exactly uh, reality TV, but is like New Mexico Santa Fe news. Specifically, the production of the movie Rust, Ah uh, yes, yes, and and Alec Baldwin, uh, taking, well, uh, being charged with involuntary manslaughter now uh, by the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office, um, okay. the New Mexico mm-hmm. District Attorney, Mary Carmick Altweiss. I well, I'm sure there's a better way to say that. We'll charge. Out I'm Baldwin. not sure
1: how to pronounce her name. I've only ever read it, so.
2: I've, yeah, I've never heard it pronounced. Either. I
1: guess we're all going to learn how to say her name soon enough.
2: Yes, she'll be in celeb news, I'm sure. And uh, let's see. He should have checked the gun and realized it was loaded. It's on the front page of the the post here. Before he accidentally killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust, Baldwin's lawyer called it a miscarriage of justice. Um, which I would say, of course, he did, but. I mean, his his entire thing... Remember now, he settled a civil case already that basically put him at fault. Um, well, he's he settled, I guess, to avoid that technically, but, I mean, he settled f- for a lot of money and basically ownership of the production. He basically gifted the production to the deceased's uh, okay. widow, which is very... I don't know. I think they're going to try to make that case in a court of law, honestly, as like a sign of guilt or some kind of like... That was a big mistake strategically on their part. Not that they would have known it at the time or they wouldn't have made the choice. But, well, I don't know. I think that was their... I think the original civil case... I'll speak for myself. I think the original civil case there was just to try to, like, attempt to clean everything up. And clearly that went completely sideways. And I imagine he spent all his money on those legal fees that he would have spent on that instead of on this, which... Um, well, who knows? Well, who knows mm-hmm. how many celebrities will also drag him to the finish line if it's if that's what it takes? Since he's such a celeb favorite, or maybe this will be finally the thing that gets him cut out of Hollywood and blackballed like he should have been about seven other times. Who
1: knows? I mean, it's it's pretty gross. Like, I feel like even uh, like, oof, maybe how do I want to put this? I I, I feel like I, I I was disgusted by his initial response to it. Given the like gravity and severity of what had actually happened,
2: yeah, um, he put himself in the in the he he made himself look to be a victim frequently in the aftermath, which was very disgusting. Yeah,
1: the subsequent like settlement announcement with like some of the like family and folks like made it seem like they were circling wagons, which was
2: also gross. Like, just didn't. Yeah, the the the, like, the meetings that yeah. The yeah the no meme.
1: like yeah just gross and and then I don't know like I, I one of the other things that I, I was talking with a, a friend about this even was that we all know that like a bunch of folks walked off the set in the days ahead of the shooting they had been complaining about yes safety concerns right so like
2: specifically I, yeah
1: I don't I also I think that's I think that that's specifically why our DAs going so hard it's because it's not like it was just the shooting you know like I think if it hit if it had just been the shooting then I think everyone would have been in a much easier position to go you're right this was a terrible unfortunate shooting and I say in a better position with like very tongue and very cheek like obviously you know not forgetting that someone died here you know yeah. Um. and so like yeah yeah just, yeah.
2: Mm. yeah it says here that also the armorer the uh, granddaughter of the professional armorer or like for second time armorer should I say uh, she was has also been charged uh, with uh, each okay. have been charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter so that would also include the director who was shot or assistant mm-hmm. director
0: hmm Mm-hmm.
2: I wonder if they'll be tried together. That could complicate things. Probably not. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, because he, he he carries a different level of responsibility as, like, the bucket that her bucket fits in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. But who knows?
1: I mean, you know.
2: Up to five years in prison. Yeah. Well, that will be, uh, certainly, uh... It would be, uh, I'll quote his lawyer here and say it would be a terrible miscarriage of justice if uh, this goes overlooked and he doesn't, you know, spend any time in jail. But we'll find out. We'll find out with time.
1: Well, it's funny because related to that, uh, let me see if I find this. uh, I was looking for it. Uh, New Mexico and Santa Fe specifically was just voted like one of the best places. Places for
2: filmmakers to live. Really. Well, let's <laughs> let's hope that you're not working for Alec Baldwin in that situation. Well. Well, no, maybe no longer. Because even
1: if you are, they'll.
2: <laughs> you're working on a film set in prison.
1: What is going on? My camera has been acting really funky lately.
2: It's normal. Again anyway. now. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, I made it normal, allegedly.
2: <laughs> let's see. Did you watch any shows, Kathy? Have you watched any shows uh, besides oh besides the featured uh, presentation, which we will perhaps save and to the we'll end get of the show? Yeah,
1: no, we we will get there. Oh my gosh, have I been watching stuff? Um, so let's see let me i mean we'll just say it we are going to be holding off on talking about the milf show we have both watched it <laughs> it's insane we will we'll be talking it. about it because i know that some of y'all may be like oh my god when are we getting to it oh we're getting
2: to it it's the most important thing i've witnessed in months uh just as a, just a witness of just witnessing reality in front of my eyes <laughs> um
1: Yeah, no, lots of lots of real so so actually, so uh I I wanted to watch it
2: mm-hmm. and
1: realized um that it was on some streaming service or another that I didn't have or whatever. And I was like, Okay, let me go in there and whatever. So I made an account on the thing and did a thing and paid for a thing and have an account on a thing. All right. Okay, so that works. but I had been on said platform before, right? Uh, so I suddenly started going, "Oh, what else? <laughs> other bullshit." Yeah. So, also on advice of some friends who are very into the MILF manner, <laughs> yes. um, I started watching Love After Lockup, which ah. was a fascinating, fascinating view. Um, basically into uh, a variety of folks who have been incarcerated and are now being released Mm -hmm. or on the verge of, and we get to meet them and their person. Um, Sometimes they met before the person went to jail, Mm -hmm. and sometimes they met like because of a pen pal service or some shit like that, right? Um, And then we just every season we track like i don't know a handful of couples and they're all different some are male inmates some are female inmates some are older some are younger some are like kind of run of the mill like oh i was like a drunken kid popped with a dui and i kind of stole my dad's car but he totally let me borrow it right like shit like that but then you have like i was busted for assault (laughs) that's all true you know like (laughs) And so it's even kind of interesting just to see, uh, I'll say like kind of folks having a pretty honest conversation of like, you know, some of them are, I I think, kind of transparently like, oh, I'm just trying to leave that life behind. Some of them talk about, am I being scammed? You know, like, is this genuine? Is this real? Like, I used to know him. I don't know this person at all, you know who knows, right? Huh. Families coming together and all of the drama, even of something like, um, you know, like, uh, people kind of coming together suddenly. Right. And even if they've known each other, that process of incarceration was certainly not easy. No. So there are moments when it's like very lighthearted and like really goofy. And then there's moments when it's like, Oh, hardcore drama. So I've been really enjoying that. Um, really? I finished season one.
0: Wow, cool. Um,
1: But said friends may be uh, coming to join us also in more detail with that. But you should jump on that show as well. I will.
2: I will absolutely add that to my list. I I did watch a couple first episodes of a couple other shows. Um, Mm -hmm. I I watched um, a couple eps of Thousand Pound Best Friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is a show on TLC that was going to make me explore more shows on TLC. There are a lot of shows on TLC. I didn't realize quite how many shows on TLC there were, but it's like an entire network of shows that are kind of that eye grabbing. So I'm going to be looking into a lot of those other shows. It was, uh, I'll just, I'll sum it up. Thousand Pound Best Friends is about four best friends. Well, two sets of best friends who become friends, I guess, basically. But it's actually a continuation of a previous series, which was called Thousand Pound sisters or something and this is about like their friends anyway i don't know too much about that i only got that from just the intro of the other show but i put uh-huh. tried to put that together it's it's really interesting it's kind of about being in, in the how everyone it's the metaphor there the reason it's so watchable is because everyone's living in the prison of their own body in some way or another and so i think that there's a lot to relate with there on top of the classic tlc level humor that they're cutting into it but um It's definitely worth checking out and seeing that experience. I think that's probably what most TLC shows are is like, man, if I like checked into this, I would be like watching four or five of these in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, Is TLC the network that Hoarders used to be on or was that like a different, was that like A&E or?
1: Yes, I think that was TLC. I don't know, actually, but they all blended together, which is kind of the thing about all of these stupid apps now.
2: Yeah, it's confusing. Right? Yeah. I even have yeah. them all and I don't know which one to open to get to the thing that I want. Mhm. Weird. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Seems like at some point one of the giant tech companies should design some kind of carrier to put all the things in, which don't worry they're They're working on that. One um, day
0: <laughs>
1: there will be one place that has everything.
2: Speaking of um there is one thing that does have everything and that is artificial (laughs) intelligence artificial intelligence i was gonna say my
1: imagination well
2: our imagination (laughs) does contain it all it's true and that's why this show is is what it is however but it's
1: true why do i have to imagine when i can just type in like kind of some words of imagination and the computer will do the rest of the imagining for me for example
2: i'm gonna type in to the computer of knowledge i'm gonna say hello computer and it's going to type back to me. It's going to say, what is it going to say? It's thinking. Okay. I typed Still in, thinking? I typed in, what kind of reality show has the potential to become most popular? And it replied to me. <laughs> Reality shows that have the potential to become the most popular often involve a combination of drama, conflict, or, and competition. Shows that feature everyday people in relatable situations, such as dating or home renovation, can also be popular. Additionally, shows that offer a unique or exclusive experience, such as survival or luxury living, can also be successful. The key to a popular reality show is to com- create a compelling and engaging story that keeps viewers coming back for more. That also means that uh, this AI believes that a key to reality television is a serialized week-to-week broadcast, mm-hmm. more than like a binging format. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that, that does work for me because I could definitely digest more episodes of a show like Thousand Pound Best Friends if I was watching like one week-to-week or like along mm-hmm. with a few other shows. Um, can you describe an example of the show for me, I said. One example of a popular reality show is Survivors. This is an example of how it can, like, pull information, like, out of the net from a closed off version of the net. Now, this AI stopped taking new information in June of 2021. I asked it that question and got that answer. Um, So this is all, this is, like, disconnected from the net. The reason is, is because they're trying to basically learn the limits and, well, the limitations of both how the questions can be asked, what can be asked, how you can access that information. They're trying to figure out new ways to like make it work essentially before they throw in a giant glut of, you know, three times new
1: information constantly so. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So
2: the goal is here. Although
1: I pause, although I posit, Yes. That without that constant feeding, then whatever <laughs> we learn about this one will only be will be useful in so far as we only ever have a closed system or mm-hmm. like a finite system.
0: Yeah. I
1: think if what we're trying to do is this like kind of really constant, I think I don't know, I think they're going about it the wrong way. What I'm saying is, how do we get to that like end time point of technology taking over sooner?
2: Right. That's all I'm saying. I want to know I want to be able to ask the AI something that just happened in the news and it's going to recount it to me, but it's going to, like, recount it from, like, the news sources that I prefer so that it is, you know, the – it's going to tell me – it's going to be useful as a tool instead of just, like, reading, like, anything from any source.
1: Because, like, our knowledge doesn't end in 2018 or whatever. No. You know, we've been forced to continually absorb new information, whether we (laughs) – desire to or not exactly. even
2: um and so that's why it says here uh, one popular example of a show is is survivor so i couldn't ask this ai about um a thousand pound best friends or even um the death of lisa marie presley or you anything, should anything you like should
1: that. you should ask it what if that person that person that currently exists what if they no longer did and see what
2: they say well what person is that oh
1: let's say lisa marie
2: right let's say uh, what
1: what would be the reaction if lisa marie presley passed away or something what
2: would the reaction be to lisa marie presley passing away i'll see just a blanket response see what it says It is difficult to predict how people will react to the news of Lisa Marie Presley passing away. Some people might be saddened by the loss of a cultural icon, the daughter of a musical legend. While others may not have a strong reaction. It would depend on the individual and their personal connection to her or her father's legacy. If and, wow, it knows about her father. Like, without mentioning Elvis. That's really fucking crazy. If and when it happens, there would likely be a significant outpouring of condolences from her fans and the public. Which they are having a public uh, funeral. Um, out outfronting of Graceland
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, <laughs> Yeah that's literally like the closest you can get to laying in state You know like
2: Yeah right uh, next a civilian, to
1: civilian, Essentially
2: Yeah it's quite um, Yeah
1: Oh okay I'm calling this right now mm. Lisa Marie's viewing at Graceland will have more attendees than the Pope that just died
2: <laughs> I agree they actually, they're setting up, I think this is actually smart, they're setting up a public stage, like, outside the venue, just so that, like, anyone, any old Elvis fan can show up and, like, take part in the, uh, I don't know what you would call that, well-wishing or whatever. Um, I assume friends of the family will speak and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Um, what, let me, let me see ask the AI, how many people attended Elvis's? Funeral. It is reported that an estimate of eighty thousand people attended Elvis's funeral on August eighteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. The funeral was held at Graceland, at his home in Memphis, Tennessee. Thousands of fans lined the streets to pay their respects for the funeral, and the fu- as the funeral procession passed by, there was a private ceremony attended by family and close friends. However, many fans gathered outside of Graceland to mourn the loss of the king of rock and roll. So there you go. I think they just gave us all the information we would need to predict the future here. A very interesting okay. tool.
1: Okay. Hey, hey yeah. check this out. Yeah. I just Googled, well, duck ducked, as it were. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Smart. I wonder if that'll catch on. I hope it does.
2: I hope it does. It's a better browser. I, I just, like the browser. No,
1: wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm... I just duck duck went <laughs> to USA today. Yep.
2: That's it. Duck duck went. I'm typing that into Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> just I just duck duck went over to this site on the web. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it right now. There you go. I stole the tweet from you. I already sent it out. Thank you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Retweet it. Okay, uh, so. <laughs>
1: anyway, before we started laughing hysterically, uh, we were talking about the death of the Pope. Oh, right. So.
2: <laughs> and comparing it to the, the death of a, a Pope icon.
1: <laughs> so. I just went to. Uh, uh, I, I investigate <laughs> how many people attended this most recent, uh, you know, service for the for the Pope mm-hmm. who passed away.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, are you ready? I am ready. An estimated fifty thousand wow. people attended Benedict's funeral. However, that is oh. about one fifth oh. the amount. That was at the service for Pope John Paul II in 2005. So we can quantitatively measure how popular a pope is. So yeah. that like Pope John Paul pope is units. five times as popular. <laughs> yeah, and, and, <laughs> that's like the unit of pope.
2: So rats gets rats <laughs> gets fifty. I'm going to make some quick notes here. Rats gets fifty. Uh huh. And then yeah. uh, and then P- PJ two. How much did he get?
1: Two hundred and
2: fifty thousand. There you go. So he's he's one fifth the Pope of PJ Two. This next guy though, he's gonna have people come from all around the world whenever he, uh, you know. I mean, shuffles off. I don't know. I don't while. know
1: if he's a. I don't know if he's a PJP Two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know if he's a PJ Two either. I know a lot of people uh, very divided on that Pope, uh, depending on where you live.
1: <laughs> two Pope, two
2: ball. Too too light for his papal. Slippers, sandals whatever. <laughs> accused his
1: fine Italian papal so
2: slippers like Gucci, I'm sure
1: no, I'm sure, okay, so we know that Elvis had more people at his funeral, we do, and um, this most um, recent pope, so that's that's a good metric now I want to make a <laughs> I want to make a graph of people who have died in their head and.
2: I uh, just want to answer the question. I asked the AI who makes the papal shoes. I said, who makes the papal shoes? <laughs> and then it answered to me, the papal shoes <laughs> are made by <laughs> made by the artisanal shoemaker Adriano Stefanelli, based in Rome, Italy. He's been making the shoes <laughs> since Pope Francis in 2013. He's the papal shoeman. Schumacher. The papal Schumacher.
1: (laughs) The cobbler. Okay. Can you can you ask the Uh AI what is the most funeral attendees in history ever?
2: Yes. What is the most attended funeral in history? (laughs) The most attended funeral in history is believed to be that of Mohandas Gandhi, who also Was known as Mahatma Gandhi, the leader of the Indian independence movement. It is estimated that over two million people attended his funeral in person on January thirty first, nineteen forty eight.
1: How many? Can you say that again?
2: Over two million. Wow, that's a lot of. uh, I don't even know how you put two million people in the same location on foot, but that's impressive.
0: Um, Everyone's
1: it's like Coachella. Everyone's just crowding together. (laughs) There's (laughs) a few few different stages, but you're still there.
2: Have you ever been to one of the major music festivals, Kathy?
1: Oh, I have. Oh. Um, I cool. actually, uh, it was the year 2000? Hmm. 99? Okay. 99 or 2000 that it was the first Coachella. I don't remember the exact year, but I do remember it was my wow. freshman year in college, and that's why I remember the year. Perfect opportunity. Um, yeah. So, um, a buddy of mine who was also from California. And even though I was in college, what I decided to do was to uh, leave school for a couple of days so I could go to a Coachella, mm-hmm. which I probably did. Um, I, I was totally into it. Um, I mean, you know, I was a very serious student, but, you know, I was like, oh no, I have to go home for a bit, be back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I could get away with shit like that, I think. Anyway, so I went. And um, it was the very first one. It was cool. And, like, yeah. um, a lot of great shit happened, but it was still kind of small, right? I guess even as large as that shit was, I still have the little pamphlet from the, the event because they give you this little tiny brochure. And it had, wow. like, all over the stages and the things and, like, Modest Mouse played and, like, music wow. and I don't know, like at the drive-in was there. This was like like spiritualized. I think was one of the headliners. Uh, Morrissey was one of the headliners. Oh yeah, no, it was great. It was like wow. it was like the perfect 1999 year 2000 yeah event. I didn't go to any of the other ones after that though. I was like, oh, oh okay, that's cool. No, I don't want to drive all the way out there all the time. Like this one time was like enough for me, and I was like, that's great. That's awesome. No. <laughs> Yeah, I went to I'm too. like, I can't miss school four years in a row. Like, I'm not like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I I it's
2: not gonna happen. Like And it's like two long weekends or something like that? Two
1: Well back then it was only the one long weekend. Okay. Right? And then it started to get like big, and so they had the same lineup over two weekends, and then they started making different lineups, or I don't know what the fuck they did, you know, but um I don't know it just I I, th- I don't you know I, I don't have a problem with them I think they just kind of like everything they got just too big to be manageable I think for me like it was I liked the vibe of like oh there's a few thousand people here and it's fun and there's big stages but like that's it like you know we don't have to worry about having eight billion porta potties right like just these like, I don't know. It's just somehow more manageable. So that somehow made, I think every, I don't think it's false to think that as things get bigger, the attention to detail falls away. And now you're having to pay like $10 for a fucking bottle of water. Cause they couldn't just let you in with your Nalgene in the first place. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's like, this is California. Let's be real. You know, like,
2: and that's like, and So I
1: think at some point too, like the cost, it became prohibitively expensive too. Right. Like, um, I, I heard of a friend here because the Pixies are supposed to be playing. Yes,
2: they're the coming Lenzic. to Denver. Oh, they're playing the Lensic, really?
1: Yeah. And, guess how much a ticket for the Lensic is to see the Pixies?
2: Gotta be $350, three fifty, three hundred. That's right. Oh wow. That's right. Because I was I, in my head, I was, I was thinking of the most that they could reasonably charge that like a super fan would pay, and that's that's it. And honestly, like I really love, I love Pixies. I've seen them play twice back to back, like you know over 10 years ago uh i was thinking about going to denver to see that but now with knowing that they're coming to santa fe that's so that's crazy expensive though
1: yeah no yeah no i mean nonetheless though like i mean i'm it's sure like Seeing i'd be santa like
2: fe would be pretty cool.
1: yeah i don't know it just it seems crazy to me that any yeah. concert should cost that much as much as i want to honor their like I don't know who's getting ripped off here Um, are tours really that expensive because if that's how expensive they are then i'm not sure that anybody should be touring
2: well i think that it's easy to make up any kind of number that how much something is especially if it's a big touring act i mean i'm sure that quite honestly i think that most the people who are ultimately in charge of touring acts are typically talent agencies so Mm -hmm. or in charge of running them or running the high-end logistics and hiring the people Mm. and such so i don't know Uh, it is hard to say who is the person making the most out of it or at least i'm
1: just gonna put on my Doolittle cd again
2: it's fine (laughs) okay cool it's cool you know sounds good um how many artists have appeared at coachella i asked it is difficult to give an exact number of artists who appear at Coachella as the festival has been ongoing for over 20 years in the line of changes every year. Additionally, some artists may have appeared multiple times throughout the years. However, the festival has hosted thousands of musicians, bands, and performers from various genres over the years. It's actually, um, something that's very interesting to me about this is the tone, the way it writes, the kind of, um... Okay. It's conversational, almost, the way that it talks. It's very interesting. Um i like its ability to also detect that i'm like typing a sentence like i'm using no punctuation or anything i'm just kind of like Mm. throwing a collection of words at it and it's spitting back way more detail than when i put out there it's it's very impressive anyway that can ask it what henry oh
1: ask it what henry ford thought of the jews did you see that historical ai thing going around
2: (sighs) I saw the one that Gen- I retweeted one uh, from Genghis Khan yesterday that said mm-hmm. it was like he had many wives, but like uh, sexual relations outside of wedlock was strictly prohibited. And I was like, what the fuck?
1: Are you talking? about?" <laughs> yeah, like, <that's, laughs> well, there, was one about, like Khan. there was one going around similarly of like Henry Ford being asked
2: about, you know, like the Jews. I'm going to type in right now. What did Henry Ford think of, uh, what's, the, what's the best way to ask this AI without getting me flagged somehow? What did AI, oh, here, I'll say this. What did Henry oh, Ford think Oh, anti-Semitism. Ford, Anti, or, yes, that's it. He was
1: very against anti-Semitism. Let's see. He was very pro-Semitism. <laughs> it's like a... or, or I'm not sure. How, wait, hold on. Let's see. Hold on. I what got did... confused with my suffixes. Oh.
2: What did Henry Ford think of anti-Semitism? They say, Henry Ford, the American industrialist and founder of the Ford Motor Company, was known for his anti-Semitic views and writings.
1: Oh, hey, that's nice. He published a
2: newspaper called the Dearborn Independent... Hello, everyone at home. Here's the deal. Uh, everything is fine. Um, we recorded a little bit more of the podcast, and it was wonderful. In fact, I think we were on our way to recording our best episode we've ever made. However. <laughs> however. However. It's true. I think it was truly incredible, and that's perhaps why I didn't, uh, didn't grace your ears. But um, we talked about so many things. But here's the thing. I know that we have 32 minutes of recording from previously, and I know that we got up to talking about an AI, and I'm I'm just going to stick this on the back end of that. This is not a continuation. This is just us uh, uh, free associating about the topics a little bit Mm -hmm. more, because that's all all we can do here. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask the AI a question. Since we were just asking the question, I think we asked Mm -hmm. Henry Ford or something. I have these tabs open here. I'm just going to click a new chat. I'm going to ask the AI this. What is the best way to resume a lecture after it has been interrupted interrupt, that's nice, Interrupted by a power outage? There you go. I'm going to pretend to be a professor asking the AI how to resume a lecture after it has been interrupted by a power outage. Let's see what it says. The best way to resume a lecture as it has been interrupted by a power outage would be to quickly summarize the main points covered before the interruption, then proceed with the rest of the lecture. It may also be helpful to check in with the students to ensure they understand the material covered before the interruption. Kathy, let's do that. Okay. Very quickly. Off the top of your head, when we discussed um, anything involving the city before, do you think that uh, we missed any key points? That we should definitely cover.
1: Mm. Basically. That um, the city set up a special meeting on Saturday to continue yelling at each other about this development in the old rich white people neighborhood. Yeah. And that's really funny. Um, And then you and I had some really enjoyable back and forth about some of the highlights of that process. Mm -hmm. But the real key point that we ended up on Mm -hmm. is that. It is very entertaining and that while we do not expect any of our listeners to watch any of our city councils, Mm -hmm. we urge you to go home and watch your own. Yes. Find them online. Go to the city council building. Go watch them. And yes, it will be boring sometimes, most of the time, Mm -hmm. but you will enjoy the fireworks when they happen. And if you're not there, then they didn't happen
2: and please report back mm-hmm. and then uh let's see we covered another thankfully i typed notes as we went on kathy do you feel that we covered the topic of alec baldwin in that recording window i don't think we did oh it's possible. in that window we lost yeah well in the window that we lost do you think that we discussed all of our alec baldwin stuff within that window
1: yeah I think we I think we kinda did i mean we're gonna come back to it I mean, suffice
2: yeah. it to say that it?
1: the Santa fe district attorney filed charges for the i think uh I think it's negligent manslaughter or some shit like that, involuntary I don't know what it was they, they got charged with some shit they're facing five years in jail Alec Baldwin is, and the armorer mm-hmm. um uh, for the death of the two folks in on the set of Rust, and so that's only the beginning. Charges have been filed. I'm sure that uh, the Baldwin attorneys are busy at work with a response, and this story is really only starting, starting.
2: Yeah, and we had a great conversation as well about how uh, the federal cameraman at C-SPAN are now set free to do their business after... Um, some some discussions over free speech and, 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 and we talked about a little bit how... Mm.
1: They were only for that period of time where there was no speaker.
2: Okay. Now they're back. And so
1: the... now they're back to the regular rules. And so mm-hmm. that's the petition now to be like, oh, they should have control of their cameras all the time. Okay. So all right. we'll see what happens. I'm going to guess that USA continues down the path of fascism and that no C-SPAN will not have it's cameras, but hey, I'd like to be proven wrong
2: yeah, it's a classic move I think they they could be due to repeat it, but um we'll see we'll see we'll we'll check back with how common all their moves are to the game after uh <laughs> when we summarize America uh, in a post mortem at a later date uh let's see, hopefully zoom will still exist uh we discussed the a i we just talked about that. Um, we discussed uh, Papal Shoes. I don't think that made it on to probably what ended up in the recording, but safe to say um, Papal Shoes are made by a man, and they have been since 2013. That's a fact. So to fill in the rest of the time, um, we we can... I have some
1: fantastic news.
2: Yes, Kathy.
1: Have you looked at your DMs lately?
2: No, I'm going to look right now. I was thinking about...
1: We have a very special guest who is ready oh, to join us. Oh,
2: fantastic! I was just thinking about milfs, and here we are. So let yes, me the plural
1: and... of milfs. Oh my gosh, we have so much to discuss about the milfs. <laughs> let me
2: go ahead and click a link.
1: I am so excited. I'm tap
2: my thing on my phone. Well, no, I'll just open the thing on my phone. I'll wait for another person to pop up on the list.
1: Yeah. So, oh my friends. Um we had to we had this we we real when we realized we weren't recording it was because we were we were about to introduce the MILF show.
2: Yes, that's true.
1: And uh so I, let us in let us do some basic MILF in, introducing. Yes. Um we'll let's, we'll do the we'll do the highlights while our friend yeah. joins us for the meat of the MILF yes. discussion. Let's
2: MILF into the into the topic and uh let's
1: delve into the MILF.
2: Quite <laughs> oh,
1: I can't wait to do a delve into the
2: dilves.
1: No, no, no little just be and Ivy. we'll just be We'll just be
2: dilving. We'll just be dilving then. Dilving. <laughs> Straight dilving with Kathy and Brian. For
1: our friends who are not degenerate reality television consumers. There is a new show on The Learning Channel, a.k.a. TLC, as it is more commonly known. Yes. Um, and what can you learn about on The Learning Channel? Why you can learn about the mills and where they reside, <laughs> namely, at a, a manor.
2: <laughs> See, this is actually better than last time. This is great. <laughs> And I am recording. I can confirm you've been recording for seven Hello, minutes and 24 Baker. seconds. I just wanted to give you back that confidence that I'm not fucking this up again. And to, to, for the record, I have no idea what happened. Could have been me. Maybe it wasn't. Oh, no. No, no it's it right. Just, no, we discovered what it was. It wasn't my <laughs> fault. I almost gave myself the blame. Well, no, it still was my fault. I, no. I've never uh, cleared the memory card that we record the show on, and that's what happened. We literally hit a 128 gigabytes of pure nonstop talk. As they say in the radio business. So um, there we go. I am excused.
1: Yes. No, it's perfect. But and not it doesn't in my, matter.
2: Not in my heart or soul, but for the purposes of moving on. What matters are the MILVs. Yes, the Milves matter <laughs> and their sons. So let's. Um...
1: So, yeah. So there there is a new show on the Learning Channel called MILF Manor where there are all manner of milves and um
2: <laughs> i can't believe we haven't hit that one yet wow all manner of milves it's true quite a man, uh quite an array of milves on display <laughs> quite an array of milves on display
1: let's see we're already they don't have a theme song
2: i'm the rapping i think grandma we're there. writing there. it i think we're writing it <laughs> if you, the, i can't even keep it together trying to describe what's going on in this show because just the very essence of what it is is so outrageous that it's hard uh, to, to keep it together
1: i feel very, like i need to keep eating these noodles until
2: our very special guest arrives I, I feel here's like that's our, what we should here's do our our special so. guest. i'm gonna click admit it's our <laughs> second guest everyone is it no that's not true yes yeah. that's a lie
1: Perfection. I can, I can see or hear anyone.
2: <laughs> so I'm sure we're doing this right. Let's see.
1: Hello.
2: Hello. Hello. Oh, we're from the internet. Uh, I'm going to try to see everyone at the same Good morning, thing.
1: still here. Oh. In good Mountain morning Mountain. to you both.
2: Oh, it switches automatically. Okay. Hello. Yeah. And
1: so you want to use the name Michelle to be clear. Yeah,
3: Michelle works. Michelle, Perfect. There, are, there are lots of Michelles. Yeah. There's Michelle, I to no my license.
1: Yeah, no, this is just going to be Michelle, who loves the MILVs as much yeah. as we love the MILVs. Yeah, oh. no, we are so oh excited God. to discuss the MILVs. We started, um, uh, Michelle, do you want to introduce yourself to our our listeners, who you are in your own words? Yes, please. Sure. sure.
2: Um, oh, caller, uh, caller, call please turn down your radio. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> anyway, go ahead
3: um i I am michelle I am a garbage c- TV consumer um I am a clinical therapist and psychiatric social worker but um most of the time I just really like to um get high and watch bad t v well, so um'm uh, th- th- on in that professional capacity yeah <laughs>
2: that's a great it's a great professional hat to wear because we're wearing it right now um <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> So uh, you've experienced this television program, and before we get into what we feel about it, because I guess we haven't yet, we did, but it didn't get recorded, but now we're all good. Um, What what are your feelings? What what were your initial, uh, we were finding ourselves at loss for uh, voice, even describing what the show is, so like, um, what was your initial reaction upon just hearing about the show? How about that?
1: oh how about this how about this Uh, because because our listeners haven't heard a description of it yet either oh
0: yes okay so
1: so michelle pretend that you and i are standing next to each other at the coffee shop we're laughing at the memes on Mm -hmm. whatever something happened whatever we bumped into each other and you go oh do you like the milf show and i go what milf show what do you say to me
3: Oh, the show where, like, a bunch of MILFs, like, maybe date their sons or other guys' sons? Um. <laughs> It's the it's the do you want to fuck your son or uh, someone else's son show. I I don't know how else to explain it. It's, That's it. You can't. It's inextricably linked to all to like these women having also sexually vibrant sons that want to also yes. have sex with women that are identical to that. Yes. So. yes. Even when they sure. like teased in the promo that like there's a twist, I'm like it's their fucking son. I right? you know yes. this gonna be dark. Like, so here's here's
1: a key question, by the way. Okay, so <laughs> Brian and I were talking about it <laughs> earlier, and we weren't sure, so we wanted to get your opinion. Okay, so I believe that the Mm -hmm. surprise was only on the mom's side, that only the moms were actually genuinely surprised at the twist. I got the impression that the sons kind of knew a little bit more that, like, they seemed less surprised to me somehow.
3: It wouldn't surprise me if both both sets of people knew, but I agree that I think the sons seemed more at ease with the idea than the moms when they like were just like i gotta fill up a bunch of different lanky bare chested 20 <laughs> year olds which one's my boy Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah so the first competition for our, again for our listeners who have not yet watched the show and may not even care to but or, or, again really really should um the the
2: I'm sorry. The I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble even writing down the note sexually vibrant sons. <laughs> I
3: can't, I can't, they were, they were very hot. I can't even write it down. one of them. Well, my favorite thing. Some of them look like goobers. But... but did you love how like two of the or like two or more of the women were named April? I'm like, of course they are. But the older the elder of the April's, uh her son Gabriel, with like uh, the blink, like like the old school 1998 like uh, like spikes and like ball chain necklaces galore mm-hmm. he just gave me like most 1995 curb girl vibes that I can't mm-hmm. shake. Mm-hmm. Like it made me very mm-hmm. uncomfortable, but also I want to see which mom he fucks. Yeah, yes. yeah, all yes. of them.
1: Probably, oh really? Except
3: I, okay. his, maybe. Hopefully, <laughs> well, I guess we're about
1: to. Hey, the door, the
2: door is open. I mean, who knows? The, the
1: door it, truly, it, it, indeed, it, is open. And yeah, so that was
2: so that was the final scene. Even really was. So the first.
1: So there are two luxury suites in the house. So apparently there are like six kind of more regular, normal luxury rooms and then right. there's like two elite luxury rooms and one of them has like a hot tub or something right probably one of right. those like really obnoxious like like orgy showers that you
3: see on zillow gone wild With like a sex swing and like a uv light like a yeah, hammock absolutely. they're calling it yeah. a hammock, yeah. hammock yeah.
2: type this yeah, in the, the google the, uh-huh. yeah <laughs> keep going no no just making some real estate So, in order
1: for so so the mom and the son mom son pair are supposed to bunk together hot as like yeah, yeah right. like so i guess they have separate beds a la lucy and ricky but they still eat there <laughs> like still together in their
3: when they like bunk up with the other new dude yeah yeah right.
2: so and uh would we um, like to describe how they compete for the best room
3: Oh, yes don't you have to like bang i don't i don't really know what this is
1: oh to get the room that was why they had to feel up their sons right allegedly <laughs> somehow so they had to <laughs> they had, to. They, they, they had the, to the moms are blindfolded and they are then instructed to feel up the line of sons mm-hmm. and one and by one decide, and hopefully right. identify their son
3: yeah, can you can you know what your son's abs and chest feel like without your with your eyes shut? And a lot of the moms passed, which I don't know if that's great or if that's
2: troubling. Um, One of the moms but, commented that uh, they go to the gym every day together. I was just like, what does that even mean for the rest of your life? Right?
3: No, I, I mean, and we all know a part of a good workout is like rubbing your son's chest after. You're done. It's because so there's me... like a cramp
0: back there.
3: <laughs> like, it's just, I got to just really work that muscle out a little more. Oh. It was, I mean, I was glad it wasn't the other way around. I'm glad it wasn't the sons feeling like the mom's boobs and being like, definitely my mom's
2: tits. But that was... here's the thing, right?
1: I did see one mom start by touching the shoulder and was like too tall. Yeah, and then was like too sure, and but like some were like oh, and I'm
3: like you don't even know if that's your son. Even. Yeah, they were just like this feels like my son's cum gutters, but it could be uh, like his. Like I, it was very it. Yeah, it definitely gave me pause for like to think about like is there mental health on this show that to, to like out is there somebody there? Oh, that th- gets to be doing yeah there's mental health
2: on the show it's on display
3: (laughs) i mean yeah yeah anyway it's it's incredible um Mm -hmm. and then i introduced the sassy like real housewife orange county woman versus like the the woman who had the tragic story of losing her husband and you know and and Mm -hmm. um, it's them against each other in classic matt sharp style um and I think that, um, you know, O.C. Blonde, do you think she just wants to establish dominance or do you think she's going to establish dominance by fucking her son, not her own son, uh, the other
1: one? Um, I, I think she's like that. I think she's like, that's her personality, right? That right. she probably has that kind of characteristic in her. Um, and I really hate to say it, like her kids all probably have Reddit accounts about her you know, like she seems like some of them, they feel like, like, like the, like the other lady that you mentioned, whose husband passed away. Like, you know, cause they, they go through that introduction phase in the first episode where they're like, now let's meet the moms and their families. And so they're like, I'm a mom with these kids and you know, or like I'm divorced like three times or he's gone and out of the picture or like, oh, we're responsible co-parents or whatever the fuck the story actually right. happens to be. They kind of go through it a little and we also meet all of their kids. Right. in a very like generic we're at the parkway right like oh right. Like, here's my whatever my babies you know because they, they're uh, Brian as I mentioned to you kids of all ages they just also happen to have one son who is over the age of 18 who consented to being part of this fucking spectacle <laughs> right so um, right. seeing the like glance into like their real family lives I think is also kind of interesting because I think they'll use more of that in the show as what i'm supposed to believe that they get more serious
3: with each other yeah that's a good like when the sister and like or like something else like when they fly in that's gonna be
2: Mm -hmm. better
3: absolutely Mm um i mean i'm uh, i'm a little perplexed by where this is going because i on one hand, it would be really funny if it was just a competition reality show where, like, fuck King or fuck Queen, as it would be, wins MILF Manor. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're probably going to try to humanize both sides, which I think they should stay away from. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want that in my trash. I want one person named Queen of the MILFs, and she has had sex with as many sons as possible perhaps even her own to clench the title yes um that we were thinking about that too like
1: what's at stake like i didn't get the impression anyone's gonna be like eliminated i almost saw it more like oh it's like the real world where they're all just gonna be living in the house and who knows what's gonna happen
3: right i Um, don't know but who knows like hey let's see where this goes or if it's just like I I'm just want to bang as many kids as I can. I'm, that makes it sound a lot worse. But I, like that's kind of the way I that feel about it.
2: kind of what's on display. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the show they're making. So.
3: Yeah, and it's the show we asked for, let's be fair.
2: <laughs> it's definitely filling a, a need in society. But here's the, here's the thing that we should all ask that's going to come up is what when are they going to do the other side of the show because if they're willing to do this one they're probably willing to do that one too and, and I, I just don't even know how that show can exist how do you do I think Dilf, it would how have do to you be do with
3: old people yeah i think, I think like older like, DILFs.
2: DILF island
3: like eight, like 85 year old dads or like gilfs like Okay. They have, they'd yeah. have to do it that way, maybe. Yes. <laughs> oh, gilfs like like like
1: bypassing the DILFs all together, going straight to the gilfs will be safer. Like the gilfs walked, so right. that
0: the DILFs could run. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes,
2: and that's the name of the episode. Um,
3: <laughs> I mean, I think if they did like Silver Fox, like Slumber Party Ooh, or something, like I like that. Well,
1: I'd that watch. might go a little <laughs> bit better
3: than like if if somebody's like forty five year old dad is like able to date somebody else's like eighteen year old daughter. That might be a little un. But I think <laughs> reality, <laughs> t- maybe has, maybe she has to be like at least thirty. Yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like the only way I think because I, I assume my assumption is that well, no, I, I feel we'll like trouble a age kind of, gap you're, or something. <laughs>
2: How you're like hedging a joke because it's too crazy, it's like too much.
3: It's only like Harold and Maude style relationships, like, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh my god, oh my god, I would so watch that show, I would watch it in a heartbeat.
3: I've already like pitched it in my head, yeah, (laughs) yeah, right now. So it is at this moment when we once
1: again, as always, like, urge the listener who works for tmz and e or whoever the fuck you work for who yeah. happens to listen to us please make this happen
3: 495 yes, productions i like, know you're not below this you put out yeah. much work
1: someone's <laughs> yeah. listening to us someone is listening someone to us Someone wants
3: <laughs> to hire us to write
1: and produce this reality tv it's true and then that will be the job we have and we will be happy
2: yeah i really I'm fine with it. I, I just want to repeat one more time for the record that we do the show for free and um, and and wow, a job would be extra great. <laughs> that's all.
1: I actually don't want to do it as a job. I just enjoy talking about reality TV because I feel like everyone else I work with is like really serious and they're like, oh. oh.
3: I like watching. Buff- have to watch it for work because I feel like the lingua franca for a lot of women is reality shows. <laughs> um, I hear way too much about Love After Lockup and 90 Day Fiancé in practice, oh. which is it, interesting to me. Uh, I'll say that in a very therapy way. Um, <laughs> and of some people that, that talk about The Bachelor and Bachelorette universe a lot. So that's another one I, I've reluctantly started to watch. But then I became kind of obsessed with those types of shows like yeah. The Love yeah. is Blind, The Ultimate, mm-hmm. like the Lache and.
2: Everyone, my phone died. It's okay. Don't worry. I have a backup. It is my iPad. Let me just open this up here and join my own Zoom call. And I think we'll be okay here. Okay. You Hello. are. There we go. Okay. Yay! So there we are. I, I opened up my iPad. My phone died. Hello, everyone at home. We're oh, back. Oh, no. It's all good now. I have backup.
1: You know, Mercury's still in retrograde. It is. We're
2: retrograde. having quite the show. It's, tr- it's amazing. We're ha- we've had the most tremendous show so far, and uh, technology is in our way. The time traveling us has come back into the past to somewhat subtly sabotage the show just enough to make sure we don't become too famous so that someone wants to kill us. That's all. And No, Kathy, it's fine. Kathy made the it's sign fine. of the cross, and it's true. I agree. No, she didn't do that.
1: I, 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 no, make... I want that anonymity.
2: <laughs> anyway. So, uh, you were talking about other, we were starting to talk about other reality shows a little bit. Oh, that they
3: should hire us. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. (laughs) I would love to be consulted in whatever the next iteration of whatever the Lachaise want to put out where they want to um, force people into a marriage contract barely knowing each other. Um, Yeah. I'd like that. Hands up
1: right now volunteering for the Dilf Island or the (laughs) the Dilf Dive is what I'm calling it. Yeah. So far. (laughs) That's my pitch. The Dilf DILF Dive.
2: Okay. I'm going to put that in the notes. Maybe
1: the Dilf Cave.
2: The Dilf Cave. Yep. Dilf Cave. Dilf Cave. Yep.
3: The Dilf Dolphinarium, which I <laughs> I know is a specific aquarium for dolphins, but I think it would give it like a, a like a little bit more of a vibe.
2: I think that if what if they were the all dolphin bowl. trainers? Yeah. We're looking for yeah. hot dolphin trainer dads and their daughters. <laughs> no, we're we're not, but A and E is because they're running. That's their alternate. As soon as this takes off, I mean. Oh,
1: how about... I know it has to be a bunch of like scientists. So it's like you're trying to like hook up with Bill Nye or Jeff Goldblum. They have <laughs> to have like that vibe. <laughs> I
2: like yes, the idea of that Jeff Goldblum. Done. Sold. <laughs> I like the idea of Jeff Goldblum as an actual scientist. <laughs>
1: In that outfit, fuck you. yeah! I mean, no, yeah that, I mean, of
2: dread? course, I. Christ. Um. Man,
3: I was thinking like like. Let me the, teach you about ca- chaos theory. The
2: people... No, sorry.
3: Yeah, no, I was like thinking about like men with like colostomy bags, like people with like real nursing needs who are trying to hmm. also fuck. Like,
2: it... you know what? There is there's a show for everyone. It just has to be created. So
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And given I mean, time, it I, will I... be.
3: God willing, God willing. <laughs>
1: They couldn't. They couldn't make this reality show TV. Th- this reality show today.
3: No, no. Too but, edgy.
1: Too edgy. We're too edgy. Too <laughs>
3: edgy. But but perhaps you know in the future, um, you know, we'll we'll be more. Uh, I mean, I've seen I've seen so much change over the years. You know, we we've gone from man versus beast to, uh, you know, now I think we're really we're showing the world that we're still a contender in bad reality TV that, you know, yeah. we can't, absolutely. Like do, do other countries have, uh, a, a, a great good thing going great thing. Go- yes, sure. Um, <laughs> I still believe that Australia uh, married at first sight is the only good version of that show, but, huh. um, yeah. Um, but we're beyond that. Um, I think we have a lot more ground to cover and a lot more people that we should force into uncomfortable situations. <laughs> on camera at their Speaking
2: of, um, what are some other reality shows that you've like seen that you think are even like close to like pushing the boundaries like this? Cause I feel like this show was, was made just to like, so people go like, Hey, have you heard this shocking reality show? But like, is there anything that's like come close to this in the past? Do you think?
3: I mean, the only other thing I can think of that's that was similar was there was a Netflix show where you had to go on with, like, your sibling or something hmm. and also date and choose between your sibling and the person you want to bang. That was highly uncomfortable, and I don't think I saw more than two episodes of it. Wow. But that's hmm. the only other show that I've seen do anything that's, like, I don't know, choose between your family and, like, this person you want to bone. I don't, but... I don't know that that Milf Manor shall be that show um, but I mean that like some people can't watch the family stuff period and that I get some like that I have friends that are all in on other shows and they were like, I can't watch like a sister and brother be like his dick ain't big or whatever. Like I can't, like I can't do that. How
2: how about this? We were talking earlier and I don't think it actually got picked up in the recording that we kept. Mm. We were talking about Mm -hmm. uh, like the viewpoints. We're talking about like the, the, where, and I know that we lost that conversation, the kind of like where the choices are made is like where the morality lies. And really a lot of things, you know, there's, okay. there's the view that they capture, the camera people in a reality production in assistance with the production people. But then all that footage gets taken back and placed in the editing room where the, you know, top creative people on the show have total control and can decide everything that's shown or not shown or how voyeuristic the show is or et cetera. And we were kind of just talking about, I guess, like, where, what did we say? Like, sort of the observational. um... Well, like,
1: where's that, like, like, what's one thing for, like, folks to give their consent to be filmed, right? And it's another, it's like, are you using that film ethically, right? Like, now there's also these, like, in our, um, in our last episode, we had also discussed, like, a lot of, like, nightclubs queer and otherwise are starting to ban the use of like fo- photography at all sure. right like and they're just like no because like if it's actually going to be a safe space for folks who are maybe closeted or who are vulnerable and usually targeted then we just can't have like records of this shit like sure. and you shouldn't be doing it anyway right you're here to dance so fucking shut up and go dance right so that spirit too um and so i really appreciate that because i think like it's starting to get now into these kind of harder discussions of like, well, just cause I can film, does it mean I should? Um, oh, absolutely, you yeah. know, and, <laughs> and, and when do you, you like, like, and then what, what are these like rules for within ourselves? Like, I just don't want to bring my camera even if I could, like, I'm not going to bring it to like a protest or right. something, yeah. bad idea.
3: Even if I could. No, we are on the same page there. A hundred percent. I g- deeply believe that there has to be either financial incentive Or something else. I don't know if it's doing it for the clout or otherwise. There has to be some other reason why people seek out and are on these platforms or shows because I can't imagine anybody who is self-satisfied and functional in their everyday life saying, let me throw myself into the chaos of the show for a nominal fee. Um, There there has to be some other motivator there. Mm -hmm. Even, for example, like Love Island which I know I'm like all over the board here, but like where there's a maybe the incentive of getting fifty thousand pounds, like you're still getting filmed banging somebody, you're having intimate acts under a sheet. Yeah. Like, are you being paid per episode? Is it for that? Is it for the Instagram? But like, under no c- circumstance do I want like my mother-in-law see. Well, that wouldn't happy happen if I was on Love Island. Fair <laughs> enough. But like my parents, whatever. Like watching that and being like, we're so proud of you. Keep it up. Well, like, we've also, you
1: know, we also talk a lot about, like, the evolution of reality TV, right, where we get the origins of dating shows, like The Dating Game or Love Connection, right, from, like, back in the day, Chuck Woolery, where like, there's, like, a lot of innuendo that they banged or whatever, but they, right. it's always, like, a, well, we spent some time with a flat tire up on the exactly. lookout Hill. you know? Like, right. they're, st- right. they're still, like, kind of winky. And even 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 in the, like, in 90s, right, like, it was, like, oh, well, I just noticed he had big assets, you know? Like, right. still in this, like, jokey, sitcom language, that it almost still felt like very scripted, right. um, and then at some point, like we started to blur the lines with like, I'll say like the blind date, the eliminate, date, the like
3: it's uh, real. wheel,
1: mm hmm, mm hmm,
2: or the, with that mm-hmm. uh, that Even one the, that we talked about at the beginning of the show, the very beginning, of the, the, the Jenny
3: McCarthy yeah, one, remember one.
1: where it starts <laughs> as like a herd,
3: <laughs> yeah, all of those, like the whole like the like the ones with like this god the entire line of like shows that sent for both bread michaels and flavor flav that genealogy tree
2: that a conversation about that is how this podcast got started on twitter <laughs> oh amazing <Yeah. laughs>
3: please tell me you discussed the murder on megan once a millionaire um i believe we did do you Good. remember Thank that god. brian
2: i'm not sure i i my memory is hazy i honestly can't even tell you exactly when we started the podcast so Fair Michelle,
1: enough. Michelle, retell the story, because this is also what happens. It's like watching a rerun,
3: you know?
2: Like, oh, yeah, <laughs>
1: I remember now.
3: <laughs> yeah, on Megan Wants a Millionaire, um, on one of the finalists, or they cut the show before they could, I believe, air the final, um, was caught out in California uh, uh, after having quickly married a woman, murdered her, dismembered her, and fled to, I believe, Vancouver, where he committed suicide. Um in short and this came out like right when she was at like her top four and he was still alive on the show had not yet murdered the lady so they yanked it and i think basically the rest of like their dating programming there was like an abrupt (laughs) stop there of like who are we having on these shows how like
2: how how Fucked up are these people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and and um, do you remember what network? And so
1: also began <laughs> anew the conversation about ethical voyeurism or whatever. Right. That there we go. Be, right? Ethical,
2: right. yeah, and then that's the thing I was talking about in the editing room. So you have the production staff and you have the camera people. So the camera people are just following instructions essentially, but the production staff in the editing room are saying we're going to show this person half nude. We're going to show this person looking like a fool when we have tons of footage where we don't have to make them look like a fool and and so on. Mm -hmm. And those, um, I don't feel like a, those people are even exposed so that they could be even open to criticism. So that's probably why they can do a lot of what they do is because there's no way to even criticize them because. So so here's one.
1: So when, when Michelle and I started a conversation about, um, the milf show
0: mm.
1: one of the other converse one of the other shows that got mentioned was the uh love after lockup and so i started yeah. watching it and i just finished season one okay amazing. so yeah it, it is in a it, it, first of all i'm i'm blown away and i don't want to give too many spoilers to brian because i think have you
3: seen any of it yet
2: i haven't seen any of it yet but it's oh all my God. definitely gonna go it? watch it okay. after yeah
3: no, this also might be a spoiler. That, oh, I don't think it matters. My only comment is that everything you see in season 1, it gets like the volume gets turned up double on on like all the subsequent seasons and you're just like what the fuck. <laughs> okay.
1: okay. So I'm I'm I'll delighted and uh, alarmed to hear that. Um, so in this first season <laughs> there is a there is um, that they, they partner a recently released or about to be released uh, incarcerated person with someone who is on the outside. Correct. And the person on the outside either like maybe knew them before they got put away like they were dating like once upon a time or like they were dating when it happened and they stuck with them or right. they were like we started a jailhouse romance because it was a pen pal and we met like that. Right? Essentially online dating. Right. Sure. So Okay.
0: Um,
3: So they introduce them and then... There are some other categories that that come in uh, a bit later on, which are my sister told me to call her brother in jail and or I was a Department of Corrections officer at said facility and lost my job and family so I could pursue this relationship.
2: Wow. Well, uh, haven't we all heard that one before?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Who amongst us?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So one of these couples, the lady, um, oh. used to have or I guess, and, and, and was still in the midst of a a drug dependency. Yes. And um, so she, I guess, under the pressure of being filmed and being out and probably, like, the whole fucking deal with the person she was with, who, my God, was a nightmare, it seemed like. Um, yeah. She relapsed, and she relapsed on the show. And so in one of the episodes, you can see that, like, they keep this bit of the film where another cameraman is actually saying, cut the film. And so you see a cameraman filming a cameraman, and the one cameraman is going, no, cut the film. Like, we're not filming this. As in, like, no, this is a little too real, and actually, maybe actually for privacy reasons, now we actually have to call the ambulance. Like, no, we have, like, an actual... Like, this isn't the camera reality. This is, like, the real reality, and it breaks that wall again, and it kind of, like, reminds you once again that these are real people. I will also say that, like, for for whatever spectacle they have on the show, I, I was appreciative that they are humanizing these folks who are formerly incarcerated or about to be released. Um, I feel like that's not something you see on TV, you usually see it as, like, fuck these people. Like, what chances do they deserve? And I think even there's, like, this, like, immature kid that's on the show.
2: And I feel, like,
1: the most bad for him because it's clear he's still, like, 15 years old because he went to jail when he was, like, I don't know, 16, 17 or something. I did the math. I don't remember. He was basically a child when he went in. So what, what development could he have really had, right? So he comes out, and I'm like... Oh, but he's also acting like any other 23-year-old in Miami Beach, right? Sure. And I'm and like, think- I'm just looking at him differently because in my head, I'm still like, oh, but he's a convict or whatever.
3: Sure, but, you know, I think longitudinally over the show, certainly, like, what I've seen happen is, one, not necessarily a dehumanizing of the incarcerated and post-incarcerated cast members that are on the show, but certainly, like, but, well, what did you expect? They were, like, doing crack the whole time or whatever. Like, there's there's sort of more of that tone to it, it, slightly. A little more, you know, insight into the people who are meeting these people on the outside, like, for good and for bad. Like, look, this person had a tragic life. They lost their, you know, their two of their husbands, and now they're clinging to this relationship, to so this person on the inside who's coming out and is being, you know... Uh, has a, a big personality, let's say. Um, and, you know, we look into her life too and, and see some, like, how do you get into a relationship like this? What type of people are you looking for? I look at the, that the way too, but absolutely, I think something that hits me is the kids that get involved into this. Some people who de- haven't seen that parent for 15 years of their 18 years on the planet and then are thrust back into that Along with this, is your new mom that I've mm-hmm. met through your Pen Pal program. There's certainly, I think, a lot more of a 360 degree examination of that person huh. who comes out of jail as a person, too. Absolutely. But, um, You know, also, I I was always fascinated by the people who get into relationships with people who are, you know, incarcerated and that that motivation and the interest of, you know, why do you look for that type of person or that person in that Mm -hmm. position anyway, someone who you can't see or can't, you know, have uh, intimate contact with. So very fascinating to me in yeah. that regard too yeah. aside from all the garbagey trash stuff that happens yeah no, it,
1: there's something very sociological to it right like so i was like i was telling brian too like like I, I had been clicking around on one of these like like i can't keep track of all of the like I we're even talking about this like i can't keep track of all of the systems and where i was watching what and like oh i have like i i have these paid services and then there's these like quasi tiered services sure. there's this free shit and then i have like my library card <laughs> you know whatever right so like the in that like fragmentization like just like not knowing which show is what um is also really confusing because they all kind of start to blend together Yeah, um, especially, something with about, and,
2: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, especially with all the spinoffs these like family trees of shows related groups of shows um, and and like how fragmented that is and how that becomes. And it becomes kind of like reality itself, right? How we how we actually interact with people like I know this person because they're the one cashier I always go to at my grocery store or like because I actually work with them for 12 hours in my office, you know, like totally different relations. But one may be actually more intimate than the other. You know, like, and that
3: actually might be the grocery cashier because they see me, like, buying diarrhea pills. (laughs) I question sometimes the motivations of people who go onto these shows to become part of those eligible dating pools of, Mm -hmm. like, I'm a former bachelor person on The Bachelor, and then you end up dating someone else who used to be on The Bachelor, whatever. But, like, those are big motivators for people. I remember reading an article that like something like the top reason why people don't make it onto the bachelor is because of herpes like they screen for like mood wow. disorders everything do the std check they have some kind of sti oh. they their screen
2: <laughs> well there we go if you ever, we can know if anyone's ever appeared on the bachelor at least at that point in time they were, they were clean <laughs> they, and clear they clean.
3: <laughs> if it they're on the bachelor they've had a checkup downstairs so oh wow
2: it's like how you could use uh whether or not a major league baseball player would go to toronto to see if they uh had taken the covid vaccine (laughs) (laughs) the list of players to be shamed later is
3: (laughs) there's a one-to-one there yeah or if Um... they
1: were a reality show contestant who also fled to vancouver for a slightly different reason
3: (laughs) 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 but like some, a, a friend of mine sent me a post the other day with like all of the people who didn't win things like the Netflix community of shows, like whatever, uh, L- Love is Blind and Hot Too Hot to Handle and whatever else. Like they're all taking the, like, they're not the, I don't, well, the reject pool, but I, I don't want to say the real reject pool, but the reject pool <laughs> and then stick them all together and be like, who fucks? So like, <laughs> yeah. They're doing this, it's, it's, I, I I mean, it's the they, closest thing we have to like hot
1: or not or like yeah, or some bullshit like that on the internet, right? Like
3: But it also c- creates this elite community of like fuckable people or so. Uh, just something that's so bizarre to me.
2: Well, if, yeah, if you really think about it, it's With it's, herpes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> elite community. <laughs> people on Netflix have herpes. They're the rejected bachelor that then go on to Netflix cuz they don't screen. Well, and if they didn't then I mean I feel like you can only <coughs> roll
1: the dice so many times let's be honest with ourselves.
2: So let's say you want to fake it though. Let's say you want to I don't
1: even want the <laughs> flu anymore, you know. Like
2: let's say you really wanted to get on a reality show. What what parts of your personality are you going to want to like affect or fake up to like make sure you get on the show, you know? Like cuz I feel like that has to be a part of it is that some of these people are like either they naturally have the behaviors or whatever that the net, the, the programmer is looking for, or they're, you know, Johnny Fairplay or whatever from Survivor okay, season okay, seven.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. okay I got s I had to stop right. you. I'm so sorry. See, yes. Cause here's where I think the question is
2: uh-huh.
1: instead of those like personality letters test or yeah, whatever. Which, yeah. The real question is which reality show would you go on? Because I feel like the moment you said that, like my gut reaction was like, the price is right
3: wheel of fortune 100 the price is
1: right mm-hmm. blinko specifically please yeah
2: uh, but... free tickets available right, but, but like, like, be but like, like
1: my first gut wasn't uh like i want to go on i love money no or i love or i love
3: brett michaels or whatever it was right. you know like right. those weren't my gut like Or, like, this guy was promised, like, three buttful licks from three different girls a night. You better get in there if you want to stay on the show, which is what I feel like Brett Michael's show was. But
1: Like, like and what's, like, the Venn diagram overlap of people who would go on either The Bachelor or American Ninja Warrior? Because I actually think that those circles are a lot smaller than we think they are. Because those American Ninja Warrior dudes are probably all like, oh, my God, I would... I could never because they they're they like I have to like just eat creatine and bulk and like they're
3: like and they're like I can't have herpes. Yeah, you they're, know they're, they're like, doing Iron Man. The big Brother people, the Big Brother people who are like sitting around like strategizing on their fake Big Brother like yes. like red, subreddits. Totally. Like I won like the the subreddit challenge of 2016, etc. Like those like that's a personality too to me, but I don't I don't know the, that segment of let population
2: me, let me ask you this question i brought this up a few episodes well several episodes ago it was back in season two the very first person to ever get kicked off a of big brother um had recently changed his entire identity um and pretended to be someone else and they didn't know that until they kicked him out and it wasn't because he was a false identity he was just like yo fuck you i had a false identity this whole time i was really like this guy and you know, i'm making this point or whatever and i can't even remember like exactly what it oh, was so
1: you know that senator from new york or whatever santos george, george santos l helper
3: he represents the, the the congressional district that i grew up in and my, oh. well, my parents still live
2: wow wow <laughs> wow wow they,
3: they so like that's like not his real name but like he's like he's like I no idea. I let me tell you the jews on love island, uh, long island on long island wrong island um are loving the fake holocaust thing and then the other people on long island who are in the constituency who are all like new york city suburb commuters love the fake 9-11 thing so much oh my so god they, yeah no i i, the I, I think the fake island 9-11 thing
1: was personally my favorite
3: yeah yeah me too um I
1: mean, well, friends, I'm I I I have to pause this right here at least because y'all can keep chatting, but I have to get ready for my one o'clock meeting. Oh, that's okay. No, no.
3: (laughs)
2: I'll tell you this. All I'm
1: saying is, like, I'm Brian. I'm so sorry we lost all those little bits of our recording. That's okay. It was in retrograde. Everyone home. Everything's working out. Instead, here we go, Michelle. (laughs) Please enjoy Brian's company as you continue talking about all of the wonderful reality shows. This is literally what we do every Friday morning yes. until like something happens. Like
2: Yes.
3: Delightful. Yeah. All right. Okay. Friends, I'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Here I am. So,
3: Brian, let's get into it.
2: Yes. So, what uh, something I was just really thinking about here was um in oh, shit. I wrote it down. Okay. So, do you think that with this show that well, in many real, I'll say this in many reality shows, there is a uh, role to inform the public, right? And I think that well, they claim to be informing the public, they claim that's their thing. Like, uh, Catfish says they're gonna make sure that no one ever gets catfished again, and then you know, uh, right, teen, teen mom has I don't know, says whatever they're just trying to say exactly, sure, yeah. <laughs> But let's just, many shows make, they lay claims to informing the public. And do you think that if the MILF show was going to, uh, if MILF Manor, excuse me, was going to inform the public, what do you think the messages that they're sending?
3: Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to really come to uh, trying to understand what they're trying to impart on the public, because they really have just left on the hanger of like, am I going to fuck your son for pleasure or power? They're both like that's really what where we left off. So I don't know how they're going to flip it on its ear and be like. What would you do, America? I don't know how they're going to turn that to you know back on its back on its head, and like you know have it reflect back something to society. But maybe it's there to show, to show us that older women are still vibrant, sexual women. But you shouldn't fuck their son. I don't know what it's trying to get to us yet. I think it's going maybe. to try and make okay. a point, but I don't know where it's headed and in what direction. And truly, any of those are possible and or none. Like, the thing yeah. I said earlier, like could just be like, she's pronounced milk queen and she can fuck all of your sons. Like, that's possible. I don't know. I, Where do you find that it's going?
2: I think that it is going to teach us I, I, okay, when people make a reality show, I think they're making them for a certain audience. And I think this one's definitely for reality show fans. I think that the way that it was promoted was for people who are aware of how reality show works. And it's made for people who have seen some things and are have been shocked and surprised, but just need something that they've never seen before. And I think that in this situation, <laughs> they're providing that. I mean, maybe that's just it. Maybe it's just simply providing... Even out of context, just having this has never been done and that's enough for at least for season yeah. one. Right. That's enough for season. I mean, even Survivor was a lot like that. If you look at Survivor season seven versus Survivor season one, they're like totally different shows. I mean, there's, right. there's games, but the limitations, what the restrictions they put on them, everything is like totally different. They're being challenged sure. on different things, essentially. Um, I don't know. Uh, Survivor's message to the public is uh, don't get it stuck in a desert island. I guess.
3: <laughs> right, right, sure, and and I don't know what I, I guess Big Brothers is play a good game, whatever. I mean, there are a lot of different I think things that that different shows try to highlight to us. I was I think more perplexed. by did you? you I assume you watched and discussed Fuckboy Island.
2: No, uh, but I've had multiple recommendations. I think we're definitely going to do that one. I'm going to write that down.
3: I think Fuckboy Island for me is a precursor to Milf Island because it has this this message of, you know, these women have had their heart broken and they're just looking to love. But which of these guys just want to be fuckboys and which of these guys are here to love? Which turns into a little bit of like, I kind of want a bad boy and fuck your rules and let's just. I don't. I'm not interested in playing the game now of finding out who the fuck boys are. Just bring me whoever I want and let me see if they're going to steal the money that's plausibly mine. It's it's bizarre and it doesn't really have a message except for like people gonna do what they gonna do. But it, it's it's still. Uh, it's it's a it's an interesting reality show This is also why i I, the only thing i can compare milk Manor to is that show because i have no idea what the stakes are other than this big luxury room which can't be the motivation for going on a reality show
2: exactly and uh too hot to handle have you seen that one do you have any context okay i haven't okay i haven't seen it but uh uh, what is, what is the message to the public with uh Too Hot to Handle?
3: Too Hot to Handle is very clearly a moralistic like it's like an 80s Reagan movie. It's like really? if y'all are gonna kiss it costs $5,000. If you're gonna touch boob 10,000. If you're gonna like if you're gonna give a hand job 15,000, but it's coming out of everybody's pockets. The whole community's uh, gonna okay. have to suffer. Right. And like if you can abstain and have true love, we will let you guys bang. And Then you get to keep whatever the mess left in the money and you split it with like the rest of the contestants. It's very clearly like a chastity tale kind Mm. of. And like it's better to love for love than for sex or whatever. But it starts off with like, you know, I'm putting whipped cream on my nipples. Are you strong enough not to eat it off? Like, so it's a little more ventilating yeah. but it's it's not like an interesting commentary mm. on anything that's why i kind of abandoned it because i'm like i don't really want to watch people like shame themselves and shame each other about like whatever and the state i'm not in for the like the st- stakes aren't interesting enough to me either i was interested in the tiering of how they priced each intimate act i was like <laughs> what's worse cut like spooning and having your dick out or like <laughs> I, like, they really do do that. I love
2: like, that that will make me on. watch the show like how they granularize their little charges
3: yeah that to me was fascinating I'm like how are you tearing this what is the Likert scale of like fucking to kissing I don't know are they what, like, like, like
2: looking underneath and seeing like did you come? like what happened <laughs> like, right
3: exactly
2: <laughs> like they, they measure the volume the sheets of cum. what happened yeah.
3: yeah what's the bigger offense was there a nocturnal <laughs> emission do you get bonus points for that or a doc (laughs) unclear but like that was the only real interesting component of that show everything else to me was just like if you don't bang you get paid and you end up falling in love but it's beyond that like you know you're just either frustrated with them because they're touching each other and you're like no you're gonna get in trouble you're losing the other people money but at the end of the day I mean I don't I don't have an intimate relationship with any of these people so I, I don't I don't care what happens with the personal But for humanity's sake, yes, I care what happens to all these people. But I don't care if, like, you know, Josh and Sammy, like, finger each other.
2: It sounds like the best show. I'm definitely going to have to watch that so i'm gonna i'm gonna go yeah
3: i would i would at least watch like one season because they're just they definitely market it as like we found the hottest bods in the world to compete in the hottest challenge ever don't fuck (laughs) it's 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 bizarre but it's it's have you seen singles inferno
2: no no what's that tell me about this
3: Singles Inferno is perhaps one of my favorite dating shows that is not a dating show. It is a Korean dating show where they take, let's say, five women and five men onto a deserted island in South Korea. And they're all, like, all the girls are wearing, like, Chanel. And all the boys are wearing, like, you know, their drip and swag. I don't know. And they all look like they're in, like, BTS. Um, And so I... I really can't tell, like apart, who's who based on appearance. But you have to write little letters to each other saying, like, I like you. And if you get one that says, like, I like you back, you get to leave the island and go to a hotel room where you have room service. You don't have sex. Okay. You don't kiss. There's no intimacy. And if you stay on the island, you have to get you have to gather stuff to make a soup. So Rather than Singles Inferno, I lobby that they should call it beef or soup because every time they go to the hotel, they end up ordering steak. And every time they stay on the island, they make a soup. So the question really is beef or soup. Do you want to go to the hotel and order in sirloin or do you want to stay here and make a soup? Um, And, you know, both both end up being heartwarming because you're like, great. These guys had a great meal and or great. These guys had a great meal um and <laughs> wait no what's really the hard.
2: name of it again i'm gonna write this down
3: singles inferno
2: singles inferno okay got it got it it's here. on
3: second season now on netflix but this this season they keyed oh. up a little bit of sexiness more i think there might be a kiss and a hug oh wow but <laughs> yeah, they there's no there's no physical intimacy on those shows. They're it's fantastic. Same thing with Love Is Blind Japan. It's fantastic. Interesting. There's there's no kissing. Nothing. It's just like let me get to understand who you are, what kind of business style you have. Are you Frankie? Are you happy? Do you like the way my make tea? And like great, let's get stay together. Let's not never anything like you called my boobs gross and you said Helen was cuter than me. It's nothing like that. Wow. So it's fascinating to me in that regard. But singles inferno is really interesting because I think you do have like like you also things that seem like nominal to me. Like I don't know, I guess in America also we have like women who are like I'll only date men who are over six one or but you see, like, a lot of, like, women who are, like, 31, and they're like, oh, my God, you're 30? I can't date a man that's younger than me. And I'm like, what? You're on an island. What do you What do you mean? You're just having takeout. Like, you're... <laughs>
2: but, this is a scenario.
3: Yeah. It, sure. It's just interesting to me in, in, in itself. But, yeah. yeah, Singles Inferno, I think, okay. is is one of the funniest, like, n- not really a dating show dating shows, where, like, I guess they kind of agree that like i think you're cute but that's about it
2: Uh, um how much uh love island have you seen because i've seen all of season i want three or four it's it's the it's the the i've seen the final season with caroline flax i don't know which one that was but got it okay that's the one that i've seen all of um i've
3: seen all of the uk love okay
2: (laughs) yeah the uk and it I uh, that show that show is the ultimate dating show, dating show, in my opinion, I think it is. I haven't seen the most recent episodes or anything, but, man, what I've seen is uh, captivating. Like, it, It's
3: fantastic, and also, uh, to me, I think it's based on the original Paradise, I think it's maybe Paradise Island okay. that they had in the U.S., and I don't oh. know how familiar that show, that was about. Maybe it came out the same time that, like, UK Celebrity Love Island came out, like, the first time around, like, the early 2000s. But, like, about 2007, 2008, Fox had a show called, um, I think it's Paradise Hotel or Paradise Island. No, Paradise Hotel, where you had to go on and basically, if you did not fuck or, like, stay in a couple, you had to get off the island. That was the whole thing. Okay. And it was for two seasons, I think, or or maybe it was one season, but, like, one of the guys who was, like, unfuckable and everybody was saying in, like, their confessionals, like, he's so boring and nobody wants to fuck him, went home and jumped off a cell phone tower and killed himself. So, they didn't pull the show. They just had, like, a blurb at the end of it, like, we're sorry to the family of this person. And that was it. Wow. But it's <laughs> So, in the same way that we're, like, I don't know, I felt a little... In in watching Love Island, I felt slightly complicit in some aspect of, like, Caroline Flack's suicide. I felt really terrible about that moment.
2: The person who introduced me to Love Island felt the same way. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's it's, it's it because you understand, like, the sensationalism of the tabloid media there is much more invasive, etc. That, you know, did my viewership contribute? I continued watching the show. I, I i think that the people who go on the show know that they want they're going on there because they want like you know they get the deals with like yeah women's fashion lines or men's fashion lines afterwards and you can kind of get a career from that um and i think that's a bit more concrete than the you know nebulous like clout that you might get from going on the bachelor but I'm sure there are job opportunities there too I don't know if the 98 fiance people are able to like sell clothes I'm sure that bachelor people can but it's the the motivations I think are always interesting but in in the UK what I think is so interesting between the dating show between the dating shows and the reality shows and the quiz shows is that like not that I think the quiz shows are more noble but the the gifts are always trash and garbage they're like plastic trophies or, like, I don't know, some kind of souvenir or something. And in the dating shows, it's, like, sex with the person. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> and yeah. it, it's just, it's interesting, like, what the stakes have to be for you. But, like, on Love Island, clearly, it's, like, I have to stay on because I want to promote my brand. And to do that, I'm going to have to get into a couple. And It's either going to have to be a strategic couple or a strategic couple with romantic, you know, connection or a romantic connection, and I find the latter to be probably the most infrequent and unlikely. But I, I, I if it pays the bills, and you're getting, let's say, a hundred thousand, you know, k that you wouldn't have had otherwise, and you're able to support your family, that's yeah, probably that's, big enough. Yeah.
2: We were kind of getting into that actually in the unrecorded part of the episode we were talking about before, where like the the money that they make is is so little compared to the. I mean, well, it depends on what show, I guess. But usually, the money that people are compensated for their appearance on shows, especially the lower bud shows, is is very little. You know, and, and maybe they win something at the end. But if you're just participating, the impact on your life could vastly outweigh like the money, and and maybe. People do think about that before, but I don't think anyone can really have an idea of like what's gonna happen by the time it's all over. Sure. In any of these scenarios that they create. Especially the dating ones where there's I mean, the whole thing is about like emotions being on display, you know, and romance is gonna create all kinds of emotions, more than even just like, I don't know, a competition show of, you know, a game sure. being played. Yeah. Although
3: I don't know, like what the dot 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 is for like milk manor i don't know what like any Have of these women
2: left a twist out or yeah
3: yeah i mean I, for me like th- they think they started the, the the whole thing with a twist but they haven't like given us any incentive to like keep washing other than like this is gonna get gross and weird or uh, you know send hold on I'm sending my parents to voicemail <laughs>
2: uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, i've done that
3: but Um, You know, either that this is going to get gross and weird or that, um, you know, there's some incentive for, like, these guys. I don't know what's coming out of it for either end. There must be some financial incentive also. But, like, I have to believe for the women, it's probably I'm going to meet some hot young men, make my ex-husband or whoever, my ex, jealous or something. Mm Mm-hmm. That has to be some psych- psychological component of it. Or show, like, my daughter, like, I can still be out here. Or my girlfriends, you know, I can still be out here, like, sexy and having fun. I don't care if I'm 48, whatever. Yeah. I don't disagree with those things. I just think, like, if the scenario is you can only pull from your co-contestant sons, is that gross or weird? I- you don't know the women, but still, I I don't know. I mean, all of my friends only have toddlers, but still, I wouldn't molest somebody else's toddler like in front of their parents that's over oh, period, I want to be able on the record yes. To period
2: yes <laughs> and, and that's the thing about like this show is that when you're when we're watching it and we're seeing, for example, like what we talked about at the very beginning of the competition, well to get the best room and stuff was having the moms like touch their sons if the roles if any if we weren't looking at exactly what we were looking at and anything was just a little bit different, we'd be like, "Ooh, what? (laughs) Like, how is this even allowed?
3: That show couldn't get made. This show can get made. I think because it shows the women having the agency and the sons either like being able to step back or not participate or be like, "Ew, mom. But you know, we're, we're, we would not, I don't think we could see a version of that was like, guys in their 50s touching women in their 20s that's yes. that's not a reality we're living they're in not
2: they're not yet
3: i'm, I'm okay <laughs> yeah. i don't want to see that
2: exactly um <laughs> so here's the thing that i was thinking about though in my mind when i'm thinking about some of these other reality shows that have existed a lot of them have had like i don't know like browsers has created the porno parody situation i don't even think you need to make that here i think it already kind of exists it's like it's overdone like doing that would be too much
3: right sure sure i agree i mean i
2: i i oh there's a market for what they create but
3: (laughs) i i yeah i mean i i guess there is like there must be some people who are somehow like this has some kind of sexual motivation for them. Although like, I don't know. I watch so much of this stuff. Like, and my husband's forced to watch it with me that like, this is the first one where he was like, this one's so fucked up. I'll definitely watch it. There's some of like the, I think the appeal of it is like how absurd and how gross it is. Yes. Like,
2: they they know they know they got us that was the design they knew that when they were like looking at a piece of paper and they're like writing sketching a note down they're like man this is gonna be good and then it gets like they're typing up like a whole document they're like getting the producers together like oh who are we gonna need for this and then they keep thinking that thought to themselves and eventually they like put the trailer out on, on the internet and they're like oh man everyone's responding to it exactly like we want i mean it's it's it is exactly what they want and uh hey i'll watch it
3: Absolutely. And I think, you know, had it been, you know, 10 hot ladies in their 40s and or whatever, or 30s that are looking to meet younger men and that was just younger men, there'd be nothing of interest there for anybody. Like I, it, that wouldn't be a show I'd care about watching, but yeah, I guess the fact that it's the, it's, the dating pools only this, like the other contestants, children, it's, it makes you want to watch it with like kind of a horror and disgust and like, Oh, how gross is this going to get? Is it going to be like, Gabe, get out of the room. He's trying to fill me up. And like, he feels weird. I don't know if it's going to get to that point, but I'm willing to watch to see if it gets to that point.
2: Exactly. And I am too. And I, did uh, did you get any read on the episode count? However many, I thought it was, I'm assuming. It's... I think it's
3: definitely like six to eight to 10. Okay. It's definitely, I don't, it's going to like a, it's a short run, but like, TLC hasn't done anything under episodes, I don't think. Okay. So I'm I'm hoping it's the same. Oh, me too. But um,
2: this is <laughs> this is.
3: I mean, All That Lockup almost has too many episodes because, like, they blend together the 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 stuff that goes between seasons, like the breakups, and then whatever um, into like the, I don't know. They have like forty episodes a year, but really only like the first ten or fifteen or the actual season and then everything else is like, well, they're, they're, uh, they're fighting again. I don't care. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: That was the same thing when I was watching Teen mom there for a while too. They had like, you had to go to 55 different locations to like, get like the whole picture. And and
3: yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, And I guess I'll just say this about like Teen mom as it like, as uh, I know Kathy was saying, like supposedly is under the guise of, trying to help out people by showing them what motherhood really is like for a teenager. Um, My best friend did work on the first two teen moms and (laughs) it was very, not scripted, but certainly altered and, you know, people were persuaded Mm. to act a certain way. And Mm. um, so he's always kind of, whenever I bring up these shows and he knows I watch these shows, he's always like, just remember who the audience is for and what these people are told to do. Yeah. interesting
2: interesting i like that yeah okay i'm gonna have to ask you that about that at a later point wow well um we've covered a lot of ground here i really enjoyed talking to you about all this is there anything else like in reality world you've seen lately you like to mention or anything or anything
3: i mean i will always and forever be part of like the 90 days extended universe um unfortunately i like i'm i'm just i'm in it now um but I, there's there's nothing really I, I uh, want to say except for um, I don't know why they keep having Ed on the show, but okay. that's that, that, um, I, and I have to say, like that extended universe has become so interesting to me because every single um, non primary character. So like if you're like a first degree relative of like a 90 day fiance person. You are on an OnlyFans. Um, and you probably also date the relatives of other people on 90 Day Fiancé. It's also a really weird universe, but like, it's much more, it's be- because it's not, it's a less of like a, you're, somebody's already has to be in a relationship to go through it, but like, oh man, I have, I, I, just some of the side hustles with the people who've been through that show, like the girl who like farted on a jar until she took a hospital, like that girl. Um,
2: <laughs> That's a story. Wow. Okay. I'm going to just. Do you know about that, story? that? No, I don't know about this.
3: So, um, 90 Day Fiance they they had a, came out with like a before the 90 days and also the other way when COVID hit because hmm. production shut down in the U.S. So and they could you know film a show anywhere else. So they had this girl on who's from was from Yonkers, New York. Her name is like Steph, and she was on. I can't believe I don't remember it, but some Nickelodeon reality show that was like pretty big. She was like. I guess had like some, a moderate amount of fame, like in her teens. And then she went on the show as like an out, like by sexual person and went to go visit her girlfriend in Australia. And then was just like, like freaked out on her the whole time. And then came back home. Um, she has a plastic anemia. So she made like a, you know, a big discussion about how she handles like her disease going on the road and masking and whatever. Um, But now sells her farts in a jar and, um, like, made a whole living now off of farting in a jar, labeling what she ate that day, mailing it to those people for $1,000 each. And um, I guess farted so much that she ended up in the hospital or something. Um, That was, like, the headline. But also, like, just... I think half of the story happens outside of the actual TV show because the people on, that go on it, you're just like, what, what, what are you doing now? But, um,
2: wow. Yeah. What, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> no, please. I, that's exactly what I was, I was just going to ask. Is there any other recommendations for like, uh, other shows to, to look at, but I think, <laughs> I think you just gave me one. So, um, yeah, is there anything, yeah. anything else you think fits into the the pantheon of reality issues, television uh, reality shows that we should be looking at?
3: I mean, you know, those are those th- okay. th- that's certainly I think like where where I'm looking right now, I'm okay. kind of um, I'm not as excited about the bachelor. Don't really care anymore okay. to me. you know, It's uh, I, you know, I like watching like the people that they set up to yell at each other. I am excited for Married at First Sight Australia to come back uh, on to, so I can torrent VPN, whatever I have to do to watch it. Um, but sometimes it's on lifetime, real women. Um, and sometimes you can catch it. Uh, but it's other than that, um, nothing really on my radar. Um, but i would definitely suggest singles inferno um okay. it's also strangely calming just to watch people like be like amicable and say like w- what would you like to eat for dinner that's really all that is on the show um it's it's a non reality it's oh, no it's a, it's a ultra reality non dating
2: show okay yeah. cool yeah all right but
3: i, I absolutely and thank you for having me yeah thank you
2: for for coming to come back
3: anytime. absolutely
2: please we we do this every friday kind of ish at the same time i mean we started earlier but i mean sometimes there's a four-hour episode so right the, the window is pretty wide open for showing up so awesome thank you yes. so much thank you michelle Have an awesome day Take yes care. you too Bye bye <laughs> and everyone at home Thank you for joining the podcast. Um, there was a song recommended during the recording. Can't remember what it was. Um, hmm. I wrote something. Anyway, what another mean? song playing.
0: Everybody, get in line.